Hello and welcome to Jedi Journal. Today we're going to talk about using the Jedi Code as a decision-making model. In this version of the code, we're going to use the X yet Y version, not the there is no X, there is Y, mostly because I feel like the, uh, the first one is mm, easier to digest in this, this idea of how to use it as a decision-making model. The other one's just kind of difficult to weed through. So emotion yet peace. This line really calls for us to separate our emotions from our decisions. We don't respond out of anger because our anger is clouding our judgment. We don't respond out of love even if our response is about our love or even if our response is about our anger. We have to first define what the problem is. Our emotions can tell us what, or can point us in a direction of, this is why you are angry. So we need to work on the why. This is why you love. We need to work on the love part. What does that mean to love? If you're angry about how AIDS is a pervasive problem in, in the world, AIDS is the problem. So to move forward in helping and, and even use channeling that anger into something constructive, you might move into advocacy or you might become a scientist that is studying AIDS to help prevent it or even cure it later on. If you love somebody and you want to help them, the problem is what do they need help with? Maybe they need help with um, getting through grief. They lost somebody very dear to them. So the problem that you have is that you don't know how to respond out of love to the person that is having grief issues. So it might be who you to be able to look for information on that, which brings us to the next line, ignorance yet knowledge. When we find out what our problem is, we have given ourselves knowledge, but we're still ignorant of the options. So in order to get the further knowledge of how to respond, we collect information on whatever the issue is and then assess exactly what our options are based on all the information we can find. We are now removing ignorance and replacing it with knowledge. Sometimes things are time sensitive though, so you can't research it all out. So you have to learn to settle with what's in front of you when you need to make a decision in the here and now. But you know, remember always to think it through and not consider everything to be black and white which kind of goes back to the first line, emotion yet peace. In order to find the most peaceful resolution, because we are guardians of peace, we have to step back. We have to think about what those options are and then move forward. Now, something that you can do to help you increase your availability of options, for example, when we're in DARE, we talk to students about your options are really say no to drugs or you can say yes but we want you to say no but what we start trying to do is telling them that they can come up with ways to say no 
And by thinking it through before you ever get into that situation, or if you have been in that situation, again, meditating on the history of what happened and what you could have done, you get access quicker or more quickly to all of those options that you have and maybe even adding other options through your creativity within a, a really time sensitive manner. But don't trade it all as black and white, which kind of goes to the next line, passion yet serenity. Here we're asked not to get overly excited with our decisions because the excitement could cloud our judgment and not allow us to adapt to the next problem. Uh, you know, this presented even as a result of our decision, if there's a problem. So we can get really excited about, hey, that person that I know who is going through grief, I believe that I have a therapist that could help them. And then the next issue is that they don't want to see the therapist. So you got really excited and now it's a letdown. So you want to remain flexible as new information comes forward and create kind of like a, a hypothesis and synthesize all the information as it keeps coming at you into a constant cycle that moves forward. The situation isn't always about you, but rather the most effective good you can do. So maybe instead of that therapist, what she really needed or he really needed was a hug. You know, uh, hopefully that was something that you gave before uh, if you have that kind of relationship with them. But still, you know, it, it's not always about you and what you can do. It's about what's the most effective good for that person um, in a situation that might show how uh, you would be eliminated from from the equation is, you know, someone who's on drugs and you get to a point where they're just not listening to you and they're not wanting to help or they're not wanting the help. Well, now you're investing too much time and energy into helping them when you could be doing other things with your life, maybe going and furthering that AIDS research, but instead you're, you're focused so much on this one person that's just never going to, that's not working themselves out yet. So you cut them off. This isn't about you helping them. At this point, this is about you saying, okay, look, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop trying and you're going to have to figure it out on your own. Now, that might seem really, really harsh, but as it turns out, stuff like that does help some people. doesn't help everybody, but losing enough friends and family inside of your life has been known to cause people to change for the better. So just know that it's not always about you helping, but rather the most effective good you can do. And sometimes that means cutting them off so that you can focus on something else. Next line, and this moves into the next line, chaos yet harmony. In this line, as part of a decision-making model, it reminds you to keep moving forward. So remember how I said you might have to cut that person off or even synthesize all the information together so that it moves into a constant cycle. This is where we're getting to harmony and we're releasing the chaos and focusing on how we can move forward. So because you, you just, you know, if you really think about it, you can't accomplish anything if you stay in one place too long, it stagnates. 
You have to take risk from time to time, but you're always moving forward. Eh. Okay, sometimes you have to move backwards, take a couple of steps back so that you can actually work on it. Uh, maybe it's to the side or up and down. I mean, the direction isn't really what matters here as long as you never give up and you're doing it for the purpose of never giving up. Then we have the final line, death yet the force. So you leave behind the idea that failure is the end of the line here. You Let's go back to the person that was a drug addict and you, act, you cut them off. It's not the end of the line. They still have ample opportunity in other ways. You couldn't really do anything in that situation. So you look at it and you say, okay, I didn't fail. You can't say I failed. You say, mm, I didn't accomplish this, but there's always hope. That's what this line is about, hope. And if you have to, you start the whole process over. Nothing is defeat. As long as you are learning from the situation and using that in new information to either leave the mission behind because you feel that you're not the right one for the mission, or you reevaluate the method of accomplishing the mission because you are, because you are the right one for the job. Just know that you need to be honest with your own abilities. So, has this helped you in any way? Tell us below how you have used the Jedi Code in different ways. Maybe you've even used it as a decision-making model. And I'm hoping that if you haven't used it before, you start considering the idea in the here and now. Thank you for joining me and awaken the night within.